This is Elliot, the host of Can I Kick It FC, which is a black history soccer podcast. I just want to play you this quick snippet of our upcoming podcast and hope you enjoy it. <laughs> they one of the most rememberable teams in history. It's not science, but it seems to be proven as fact <laughs> at this point. Um, so through this as well, he also helps the team get promoted. We all know how that 2014-2015 season went. They were bad, but they pulled the escape. They stayed up. Yeah. 2015-2016, he becomes only one of four players ever. So, if you like that snippet, make sure to go over on Twitter. It's C-I-K-I-F-C. Follow us. You can find our podcast, Kid I Kick It FC, on all podcast hosts. And make sure to share it with a friend. We'll let you get back to the podcast now. Bye. Welcome to another episode of the Florida Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us. Talk about the intersection of black culture and soccer. Got your boy here, Grego here. Got me and Mark down here. What's good with you, bro? Good. I'm good, man. Uh, watching Chelsea struggle against Watford, but three points is better than one, I guess. I mean, it's better than, you know, 4-1, so, you know, can't, can't be all that bad, man. I see you with the, with the, with the OG Chelsea uh, shirt. I see, I see you, champ. Yo, it's amazing what you find. Goodwill, my oh, over here. <laughs> my roommate, uh, yeah, she's good at finding, you know, stuff like this at Goodwill. So came home with this one day. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And of course, to my right over here, we, we got the big brother L, Two Cents FC. What's good with you, bro? Yo, just trying to stay alive, man. Battling is cold right now. So, battling. Oh, no, no, you're good, man. Uh, like, I'm just trying to figure, like, have y'all made it through all the, the Thanksgiving leftovers yet? Y'all, like, hey, like, like I'm, I I don't want to cook, but... Thanksgiving leftovers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about nobody else, I'm not Shoot, touching them. I, Shit, I, I didn't make it uh weekend. I was like, yo, yeah, like, I'm hungry. I'll fly cooking. Yeah, it's, it's done. Done, done, done. Yeah, I think uh, yesterday morning I had the last of my leftovers for breakfast. Mm. I wish I could have that could... That could be my breakfast all the time. Yeah. Uh, I got to give a shout to uh, to uh, the homie Mayor Kane. Like, like every year, like, he does the, the fried turkey um, for his family. And, of course, he makes sure. So, yeah, I, if I'm in town, yeah, I, I, I give me a, a, a couple of uh, a pieces and everything. Like, yo, it's, 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 all, it's always a good word. I'm going to shout out to Mayor Kane for that. Um, but, yeah, man, it's uh, no. We back at it. Uh, Thanksgiving week has passed, and we get into the knee deep of, of the MLS playoffs, and and it's uh, just just a whole lot uh, going on in, in the streets and the culture, man. We we're gonna get into that uh, too, man. Um, you know, of course. Thank you guys for checking us out through different podcast apps: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audio Boom, Anchor. And of course, make sure you like and subscribe to the FTC YouTube, the YouTube channel, and also Two Cents. And and yeah, uh, I, like we talked about this a little bit uh, last week with uh, T- 
Ty and Sky that actually rhymes. I, I, I really I, hope that you was catch totally not on purpose. Every single <laughs> but uh, the playoffs uh, here with the MLS have actually been turning up really, really well. And it was no different uh, this week uh, with the conference semifinals. Like, got some upsets, man. Like, the the one seeds here, like, we'll see y'all next year, man. Uh, Colorado and New England, like, they, they are donezo. And in the most craziest ways. So, like, so I, I don't know if, like, did y'all happen to see um, uh, Colorado? Seattle on Thanksgiving because you know I tried to my family wasn't quite having it so like I tried to like flip <laughs> flip through flip you know back and forth when I could like well, what about y'all? Nah, I was out of town so I wasn't in my normal environment. You, you, you had control of the TV, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man, you know what I love about being with Caribbean people? You could put soccer on on Thanksgiving and it's not a problem. Uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, with my sister and her friends. And, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm from Trinidad. And so, uh, yeah, a bunch of trainees. It was like traditional football on inside on the TV, but they had another TV outside. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this TV mine. And they went and watching it anyway. So there, there you go. I mean, it's, uh, of course, it's, it's a little disappointing because, of course, our boy Robert Frazier. Uh, leading leading Colorado, that means he's out. Yeah. But yes, Seattle once again. No, 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 not Seattle. There are we go. Uh, uh, Portland. Portland is is uh, on the way uh, to conference finals with a last minute goal um, in the 90th minute. I mean, like just like not only did you brave the cold in Colorado, team lost at the last minute. Like, that's that's just cold blood. Like you did this on a Thanksgiving. Like you know, you, you couldn't have been like on a. Friday or Saturday, they said, like we're gonna we're gonna get you out out of your house, out of your comfort zone, <laughs> and so, you know what, your team lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's so lit though that they had a game on Thanksgiving. I actually didn't know that that was supposed to happen. I just no, it's uh, the first time. It's the first time they did it, and I actually uh, it ended up being a record-setting on uh, game on on for for MLS because like this like it's like the, the most watched game since like Freddie Adu's. Uh, Debut for DC United like back Ooh. in like 2004. So like, I think it was like almost uh almost two million uh, people watched the game. And like, like it was a it was a pretty big deal. So more than Beckham's debut. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, like it's funny because like I've advocated for a while that they should at least do MLS Cup on on uh, on Black Friday. And honestly, like I think with the way that this turned out here mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're, they're like okay like if we can do this for just a conference in a semifinal what if we could figure out a way to to move MLS Cup to either Thanksgiving Day Black Friday or the very, the very latest uh, Saturday which I probably won't, won't want to do Saturday because that's still college football and everything but Thanksgiving Day Black Friday that's that's your that's your money day mm-hmm I think Black Friday would be kind of a weird day because people were out. They're typically out around that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving, everybody's in the house. Everybody's right. in front of the TV. So mm-hmm. it, that probably helped the numbers. But yeah, uh, Black Friday come, it's time to go shopping, like, you know, whether you're online or out in the streets. So I think the numbers wouldn't be as good. 
it wouldn't be as good, but at the same time, I think they'll be better than like you put it like on that Saturday or definitely that Sunday. Um, and like, even like when I first thought of it, I was like, I, I didn't think that Thanksgiving Day was a possibility. Cause of course, I figured, you know, with all the football on, on Thanksgiving Day, it just wouldn't be possible. But, um, Fox, uh, they put the, the game right after, the lions and bears and yeah, it just happened to work out pretty well. Cause like, even though you had like a lot of people move from, uh, lion bears to the, the Cowboys game, of course, shout out to the Raiders for winning. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like it's, it's definitely something to where like it, now that you know it's, it's possible. It's like, okay, how, how do we really make this work to where we can really showcase our, our feature game of the season on this weekend. So like it, it won't shock me, of course, with everything coming up in the next couple of years with world cup coming up uh, next year. Um, what, uh, it just all the schedule flux. Mm-hmm. It, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see like, like how, how they work it out. But I definitely, I, I don't see this going away anytime soon where, uh, they'll definitely be making sure that we can, if they can get a game on Thanksgiving day, they'll do that. One thing I have to give uh, credit to MLS for, and I guess by extension, like U.S. soccer to a degree for this, like I've always said that eventually that you're going to have to go up against the other sports. Like I know the thinking is like, oh, you know, avoid competing with football, basketball, or whatever. But like mm. eventually you just have to like believe in your product and put it on a day that you think your fans will watch. Right. And so like, you know, it's all about building your fan base, you know, and I think – you you see the growth, you know. I mean, even like seeing this Colorado Stadium full on Thanksgiving, like that's that's good for MLS. That's a good look, you know. So I think more of that, like, I think that was actually very creative, and it, and it was a truly good move by MLS to have that game on Thanksgiving. I mean, you, that's something that I, I, the argument I usually use when because like I'm a big advocate for switching the calendar up and. Cause, you know, cause like my thing is like, why would you put MLS Cup up against college football, NFL, most of the playoffs? Cause that's why you end up with so many midweek games because they know that on the weekends, the audience is going to be elsewhere. And, right. you know, but, um, and I'm like, it, the competition that you get with, the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball in the spring, it's nothing like what you would get. Um, going against the, uh, the NFL, like, cause you can kind of treat it like, like how the NBA does, like where nobody, nobody watches the NBA during like the winter months up until like, like Christmas day or the all-star break. And I'm like, mm-hmm. by that point, they've already played like 30 games. It's like, I don't, I don't see why you couldn't have, you couldn't apply the same logic with, uh, with MLS to where you still have like, you play your first half and like, of course, you, it's still on TV, but it's not, as heavily promoted because they know that they're up against uh, against football on Fridays and Saturdays. But I know, I know USL uh, trying to do that. It, it probably a, a, a TBD when it comes to what MLS decides to do on that. But like I said, we'll 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 see what uh, what happens there. And um, but also up in um, up in the uh, uh, playoffs, uh, of course. Uh, 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 you said you were up in Nashville um, on Thanksgiving. Uh, they uh they probably had a lot more going on 
that did and it did uh up against Philly because uh and it, they at least got Philly to uh the PKs, but when they got the PKs, Nashville was like, uh, we're going back to Nashville because we ain't got nothing for it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they pulled a straight donut for four in the in the shit. Like I don't even I don't even think I've ever seen a team just go straight donut. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Maybe Chelsea versus Liverpool one of those years. Oh seven, I think, or something. In a bad okay. shootout. I think. Okay. But I think they made one of those penalties. Right. Like, like, he- I, like I've seen like where, where it's like been like one. But like mm-hmm. and then they just crapped the bed otherwise. But right. never nothing to where it's like yeah, you just got shut out. Um, cause, uh, I mean, Andre Blake, he got two saves and then, uh, the other two, they just like skied out into, I think that's the Delaware River up, up there, up in Chester. I'm not sure, but yeah. yes, right, right. Yeah. I, think See, I know, right. I, I, I know my geography, but, um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, that, that was just a, a, a definite, we'll see y'all next year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, shout out to Nashville for making it that far, but, you know, certain situations. Your team ain't built for them. So, you know, it's a learning experience for them. They'll be, they'll come back stronger. They're actually like a, a surprisingly, I don't want to say surprisingly, but they, they've been a good team since they come in the league. Like they've been solid. They always play us well, us meaning Atlanta United. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like they're, they're going to continue to to kind of build on top of that. And so making it this far, I don't think they've ever made it this far in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's building and stacking. So, you know, salute to them. I mean, of course, like, of course, when we went up, up to uh, Louisville, we actually, uh, passed by the, um, where the new Nashville Stadium is going to be. I think it's like over there by, um, by where the fairgrounds is in Nashville. And, uh, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be pretty dope. You know, so, like, of course, we're trying to make sure that we're out there. I think it's like next May when the stadium opens up. And, uh, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like what, what this next step in the progression of, uh, Nashville and soccer uh, becomes because yeah, it's, it's like for those of y'all that don't really know, like just like this, you know, how they kind of got up to here, like just going like from UPSL up to USL and then up to MLS, like you know, it's, it was relatively quick, but at the same time, it's like yeah, like it's it's been pretty dope to see, like you know, just coming from the ground up to to, mm-hmm. to where they are now. Um, but uh, uh, I, I think like the only um, uh, I don't even say it's, I guess you, any, anytime you have Real Salt Lake go, go deep into the playoffs, I think it's just a, a Cinderella run by default. Cause, yeah. cause like nobody ever really thinks about, you know, RSL, you know, as a, they're not the team from like 10 years ago with Jason Christ and Cal Beckerman and everything. It's like, mm-hmm. like you, you just, you just don't think about that kind of stuff. And then. But here they are. They uh they stun Sporting KC on on the road, and here they are in the conference spot to take on Portland. Um, you know, stranger things have happened. Strength and and uh, like what, what like did y'all catch on that game by chance? I did catch that one. Mm-hmm. Of all the playoff games, I caught that one. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and I'm lightweight rooting for him, like. RSL has ran through these playoffs with their hands in their nuts. And I'm sorry, they're, they're nuts in their hands. <laughs> yo, the yo, time. They're, they're goalkeeper. Like, I love their goalkeeper. That's, that's, that's all that, that whole attitude right there. That's all that. that dude. 
he awesome. reminds me of um, Emmy yeah. Martinez. Um, yeah, yeah, during, yeah. Uh, Copa America was it? Copa mm-hmm. America, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He reminds me of him. So, let that ain't go. been doing it all year. Go deep. It's uh, it's, it's it's been cool to see just you know um, them making this run and just you know they they slaying giants, they slay Seattle, they slay SKC, and now they got to go up to Portland and um and see if they uh, get it done and make it. I didn't realize they've been to three. MLS because I know they. I thought they just only been to the one where they beat uh, Beckham and uh, in LA and everything. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be uh, real interesting. And of course, you know, if y'all didn't catch the uh, the the game uh, Tuesday night uh, uh, last night with uh, with New England and NYCFC, man, y'all missed a doozy on that one. Mm-hmm. You know, and. And I think we talked about this a couple couple weeks ago, like why? Because the word was like articles like Bruce Arena's like it's only about MLS Cup. Fuck, fuck the supporter shield. Right. We just, it's just we just want MLS Cup. Now you know why he was talking about that because now their season done. And and uh, shout out to our, our homie um, uh, Annie on on Twitter because like he made the most profound point. It's like nothing but facts. You don't get a parade for, for for supporter shield. Like everyone that tries to make uh, supporter shield, you know, all, all important and everything, you don't get a parade for it. So can it really be that, that important? They try every year. Every year we have the same go around, the same arguments. Oh, that's how they do it in other leagues. Oh, you know, like the regular season matters. Like no, it, it matters to a degree. Like. I thought Lane United picked up a few more points and a couple more home games in the playoffs could have turned out differently for them. So, like, mm-hmm. obviously those results matter. But at the end of the day, we all trying to get to MLS Cup. Let's be real about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can't have, like, this horribly Im- unbalanced schedule where you don't even play half the teams in the league anymore. So, like, yeah. that's not a fair criteria. Like, yeah. Sorry. So, you know, just... MLS Cup, MLS Cup playoffs is great. That's what makes the league unique. Like, just embrace it. Just go with it. Yeah, like Mark said, this ain't other leagues, and it never will be. So stop trying to make that comparison. Yeah. <laughs> They're not changing it. So just. I mean, as much as you could probably could change it. I mean, I, I don't see a space like where you where you get rid of playoffs and like you can you can modify it, but it's it's not going away. And I think that as long as that's a thing to where, where you're basically like you're in that, you're in the flow of the season and it progresses to a championship final, that that's always going to, what's going to be about in this country, you know, cause, cause they have it, all the leagues. That's probably the one American thing that, that we've taken that I think in a lot of ways works. I mean, like, like, cause at the most, you fix it, and there's 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 fewer teams that way. Those fights for the playoff spots get even more aggressive. But mm-hmm. other than that, I'm, once once you're in there, it's like how can you beat us? And like and and I said this last week. I, I did not think the one let the one round one off playoff knockouts would work, and it's worked, and it's worked so good because you because you've had these dramatic moments like you see New England. Uh, getting knocked out after having a record-setting year and off of off of PKs and and, that, and that's despite going down twice in um 
in the game because they they went down early, really early in, in the, um, the first half, tied it tied it up with within uh, ten minutes, and then went all the way to extra time. New York scores again. They go. They um, uh, New York loses a man. New England ties it up, and then Keep still with us. all that, and then still with all that, you know the 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 beautiful agony of of shootout. You know, it just happens that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm always rooting for the chaos. Like I want to see different teams. <laughs> you, know, front, you know, what I'm saying I don't want to always see a Pacific Northwest team yeah. from the West. And you know, you know what the know, funny thing about that is, like Atlanta or somebody in the East. Like I want to see different teams. The funny thing about that is, like aside from, I think it was like one year. Like, I, and I, I can't even think of who that was. Um, it's basically been like the Pacific Northwest and like like mm-hmm. four out of five MLS Cups in a row. Like it's because it's either been Seattle or Portland, and and like they they pretty much been running shit out out west. Like e- even when they don't have strong seasons, it it always comes through come playoff time, and and there you go. Like and here we are. Even with Seattle going out early, you still have Portland um, a game away from um, from MLS Cup and. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's, it's going to make for a very interesting final four. Like so, we we are down to conference finals this weekend. We got uh, Portland and RSL out in the West. We got Philly and NYCFC out in the uh, East. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, and something that, of course, the this just caused so much hilarity um, on the socials uh, last night. It was announced that that if NYCFC wins the East and makes it to MLS Cup. That means MLS Cup will be in Yankee Stadium. Now, of course, you heard us bitching about Yankee Stadium last uh, on last week's show. So the fact that right over there to Harrison and play a a proper (laughs) stadium, proper football stadium, they're not they're not playing at Yankee Stadium. That's what they said. That's what they said. I'm just like, of course, I'm like, I'm I'm like you. I'm like, you would really because like. And I and I made this point on on the socials last night. I'm like, a smart person would just say, "Hey, it should be on a proper pitch. Go to go to go to go to Harrison and, and put and have the final there." But you have these MLS execs who think that, yeah, we could have a final in Yankee Stadium, that, you know, and, and the house that that Babe Ruth and Derek Jeter uh, built, and like, it's not even the real. <laughs> God, right, <laughs> just adding to the absurdity of it all. I right, mean, exactly. I I agree with y'all, right? And like, so yes, to us, the rational thing is you wouldn't have a fi- a, a soccer league's final on a baseball pitch. But mm-hmm. the fact is that we've been having games on this baseball pitch for way longer than I mean, should have never happened, right? And then they've all. It's like every two years they're like, "Oh, we're gonna get a new stadium. We have this thing locked in, and then it right. never comes through." And then it's another year in Yankee Stadium. We're splitting it with New Jersey in the middle. Yeah, I mean, with with Red Bulls in the middle of Jersey. Like, come on, man. So, I mean, it sounds logical to us or illogical, but I just feel like, especially like you said, those MLS execs, those people based in New York, that's what's driving this. You know, right. that's what driving this obsession to have a team in New York, even though they're on an effing baseball field. It, sorry, it just 
infuriates me. It's my single biggest pet peeve about MLS. Is that a time with Inter Miami's just general mess? Mm. I just hate these vanity projects. And, uh, so yeah, it's. I can see people like talking it up as a good thing, but I think anybody like people like us or really anybody outside of the U.S. would be like, "That's embarrassing." Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's crazy to to so kind of see this kind of like unfold. And mind you, you're you. Like I said we, we talked about this la- last week, just like how close they were with getting a deal done and they got, and they broke down like over parking decks. And it's like the stuff that, you know, from the outside looking at it, it's like, it's, it's just so trivial. But of course, you know, that building in New York is just hard as shit. And this is a bitch in New York. No, oh, ab- ab- absolutely. And, you know, it's, I don't know what it's going to take for them to get that. That's a whole, it's a whole rabbit hole for us to go through another day. But we're, that in, that in itself is chaos. That in <laughs> itself. Because, yeah, I, I think that for as much as the MLS might test a feather in its cap, it's like, yeah, not, then you actually have to play the, play the game. And you realize, oh, my God, this looks, this looks horrible. <laughs> I think if that ends up happening, that'll be a catalyst for neutral site MLS cups. You know what? You're right. You're definitely right. And, and, and that's something that, um, like, at least like the last five years, like even, even like with, with the year that we went to the MLS cup, I think that the the league is in a space now to where I think that if nothing else, I think they can, they could, they could have a neutral site, neutral site final and people show up. Like if you say, okay, we're going to have like every three years, we're going to have finals in Vegas, Miami and LA people will show up. And and they'll make that shit like a, a real spectacle to see. You got to put Atlanta in there because of capacity. Yeah, yeah. Even like if if we have another another final like we did uh, the other year, I don't know about that because yeah, that that day was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I, but I definitely feel you on, on that because I'm like yeah, definitely just given the popularity here, I, yeah, definitely be uh, too big to uh, to miss out on. But um, so like, how how are we looking on picks? Like, so let me. I said, uh, who, how are we looking out out west? I'm gonna go RSL. Okay, okay. What you got, Mark? I want to see. I want to see the ownerless team win a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine yeah. what kind of evaluation they're gonna put on that. That. That's, that, seems, that seems to be the trend this year. So you know. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, that's a big part of the RSL story is uh, getting a problematic dude out of here. So. They did that. Team's thriving. I just want to see Portland get Portland. You know what I'm saying? Like, we see mm-hmm. Portland do this every time. You imagine if someone did it to them? Like, right. RSL took no shots at 120 minutes versus Seattle. I still don't understand, like, how. But, yeah, RSL all the way, man. Okay. I'll, I will, I will go Portland just for, I just can't, I can't, I can't have a Yankee Stadium. MLS Cup final. I'm like, and right now, Portland has the high card on hosting. If they win, they host. So, and like, and, and then just a general, um, uh, visual of Portland hosting an MLS Cup is, would actually probably be really, really dope. Um, so yeah, I, I, 
sorry to the Philly people who were like, what about us? But I'm like, I, I need a plus cup in a proper stadium and, and in a dope ass atmosphere. Pull them, give me that. So, stuff. Let's, uh, I got, I got them out west. And, um, so how are we looking on 40 East? I'm going to go, I'm going to go Philly just because Tati is out for this game. Yeah. Uh, Castellanos will be out for him. He got a red card in, uh, in, in the extra time. I think, I think, I think Philly will take it. They're, they're too much of a cohesive team mm-hmm. to like fold at this point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hopefully they don't fold at this point. Um, but I feel like they're a strong cohesive team. So they have the chance to really take it over the edge. And would mm-hmm. this be their first MLS Cup? Yeah. Or first MLS Cup appearance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's going to be a first time for whatever team goes. But yeah. Um, I think Philly deserves it more. I think like NYCSC kind of like fumbled their way <laughs> and, 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 to to a degree. Like, yeah, you know, they definitely showed up in the playoffs and like handled business and did it in the most chaotic way. But um, I feel like Philly deserves it the most, just just for consistency across the entire season. Mm-hmm. What you got, Mark? Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna agree with L again. I mean, I'm definitely biased, like, towards Philly and against New York. Uh, but I like, you know, I like what Jim Curtin's done with this team over the years. And I like the kind of ball that they play. You know, we see Brendan Aronson doing it in Europe. We actually, I was there when he scored his first goal in Mercedes Benz. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He did. You know, so it was a nice little moment. But yeah, I, I I'm gonna go with Philly. I, just, I for the kind of similar reasons that El said. Like I think like Philly has more of an identity, and I just think that Bill, uh, I could rely on them more in a big moment. Jim Curtin is a, is a survivor. That's really all I can say there is that because like he went through some years where where people like really questioned whether or not that whole project was going to work. Because of course he predates when Ernie Stewart came in. Like he like they. They really just grinded through with it, and on um, and here they are, a step away from MLS Cup. Of course, they won the supporters' shield last year, and you know that progression is uh, just continued. And like I said, I I, I just I can't have MLS Cup at at Yankee Stadium as much as much as it sounds nice on paper. That just can't happen. And like I said, so I gotta have Portland versus Philly for me. And uh, I said that that should be a a pretty pretty dope final if, if that comes to fruition. Of course, if it does, we will talk about that and um and give a producer preview uh next next week. But speaking of of managers, uh, great announcement came uh, last week after we recorded um uh, the show last week. Uh, Ezra Hendrickson, uh, coach, uh, he was assistant coach in uh, in Columbus. He's also been assistant in. In Seattle, he just got recently named the uh, head coach in Chicago, uh, the Chicago Fire, and of course, black head coach trying to get those num- those numbers up in the league. Man, like, how, how are you feeling about this, man? Yeah, I think it's dope. Um, definitely want to see more of it. Uh, I'm interested to see, you know, what he could bring to the table. Hopefully, he's successful. I'm praying that he's successful. Um, just for the just for the sake of, you know, we don't really get a lot of chances. So if you fail once, it's hard to get another chance. It's hard to fail forward or fail into another head coaching job. So definitely want him to be successful. 
um, except for when you're playing Atlanta. Um, yeah, it's you know, what it is, player. <laughs> like, I don't want to see Robin Frazier continue to be successful as well. Like, mm-hmm. take it to the next level next season. You know, hopefully the Cronkies, you know, give them some money to give one of your teams money. Shit. I doubt it. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they give them something. And hopefully we see more, you know, black coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about, you know, just the fact that it's, that it's uh, Chicago because we've had uh, Jake and Bill from Black Fires on, on, on the yeah. show at multiple times. And, and, you know, they're trying to get, you know, that the black community out out in for to support the fire. I think this is a big step in just hopefully changing uh, the identity, hopefully encouraging um, the community to, uh, to come out in and support the fire. Of course, with them moving to uh, Soldier Soldier Field last year, um, you know, hopefully this is the the, right, the step in the right direction that on um, that everyone needs to make uh, Chicago a uh, um more relevant in, in, in the league because it's been like it's feel like it's been forever since Chicago was just like good good and yeah. and uh so like I think I think people are are wanting to see Chicago succeed and I hope hopefully if it ha- if it happens under as where this I, I don't see where how this uh ends up being a negative in in any way because you're talking about a, a market that's a team in a market that's, that's too big to have a team that bad. And it's like, yeah, you, you want to try to change that. Exactly. Yeah. And we, I mean, you know how we know how uh, competitive the Chicago sports, you know, landscape is, you know, you can't be out here being bad and irrelevant. Um, but you know, it's like, we just keep having this conversation about black head coaches, right? No matter the mm-hmm. sport, no matter the league. So, you mm-hmm. know, MLS is, we're having that with MLS now. And, you know, it's up to us specifically and, you know, generally as a people, you know, we got to keep bringing it up and keep talking about it and pointing it out. You know, um, we've seen in recent years, like black, we have seen re- uh, black head coaches in recent years, but then it's been like European uh, born guys, which nothing wrong with that, obviously. But it's like they have the extra cachet, I guess, of being a great player like a Vieira and an Henri. Um you know, a great play on that scale, but at least uh, with you know with Ezra, I think he played in MLS, right? And uh, yeah. right, and then you know he came assistant in the league as well. So it's, it's cool to see like somebody come through that pathway, a lot like Pineda. Uh, so you know, it's like I think that's part of the growth of the league as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, like the league has always been diverse from day one. So you know, we need to see that in the head coaching and in the administrative roles, and because we we can do that too. You know, like we're not just out here running around. Yeah, there was a bit. Um, not to do a quick side sidebar, like there's a video that I saw. I think it was like last week, where um, there was a conversation being had as far as like this diversity in soccer and like how it's kind of different from how we look at diversity here in 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 the U.S. because. Like in Europe, diversity is more broken down by ethnicity. So, like, say if you're in England and you have a guy from France, races, whatever, a guy from Belgium, races, whatever, a guy from Italy, races, whatever, a guy from Spain, races, whatever. Like, technically, that's diverse. Whereas here, you're looking at it more from a race point of view. Is he black? Is he white? Like, you're not even worried about, like, okay, 
Like, where's he from? You're just like, okay, what, what, what color is he? And like, like, like what you were getting at, Mark, like for, for the number of black head coaches that, that were, that were him. Cause like right now, that, that now makes three. I think that's more than what we've ever had in the league. But at the same time, we've still yet to have a black American head coach in, in exactly. MLS. And that's something that I think that we're still, um, still, still need to work on because we definitely want to make sure that, you know, that what we're developing here is, is shown and, and, and had have have that opportunity to prove itself as well. Yeah, I think it's a, uh, I think, and that some of that comes back to, I think, benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Like, I think that they are like black Americans who are just not getting the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, not just in soccer, just like in general, you know, like I, I think I've experienced that personally, even, you know, um, whereas I'm looked at as different and maybe even favorably, you know, so it's like, it's, it's a very weird dynamic. And, um, you know, I just wonder, I just wonder if you see that, you know, at those levels. So at the end of the day, like, can we really trust the people doing the hiring, the owners, um, the people who run USSF and so on, you know? I don't, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make me feel quite comfortable. What'd you, what'd you think of? I mean, it's very, it's very much systemic, you know, um, when it comes to access to the game. Like you mentioned diversity in Europe versus diversity here. Access to the game is very much along racial lines versus racial and class lines, which goes even deeper into socioeconomic stuff. Um, mm. And so that tends to, it tends to skew more, you know, white or Caucasian. Um, so just the makeup of, you know, the way that the like socioeconomical system is set up out here is gonna make that more of an uphill battle. Um, and then also there's more competition for sports in general here. So typically a black player, as we all know, is gonna trend more basketball or or American football. Um, and then, so that way you, so when it comes to that, you don't have as many people, you know, taking time to become soccer coaches. You don't have as many black Americans taking time to become soccer coaches. Mm. Um, and then even those who are, they're not getting those looks because the system has been so set up. So now it's like homies hiring homies, you know? And so it, it continues to recycle these same people. So it's definitely a, uh, an uphill battle and it's deeper than just, you know, giving somebody a shot. Like it's, it's like you got to blow the whole system up essentially. I mean, you're, you're, you're not wrong at all. I think that for like, and this is something that, that we used to talk about like a lot, like in our like early episodes, like for the amount of, for what it costs to become a class A head, uh, a class A certified coach, a class B, C, like, like people don't have like that kind of money just laying around. Like not a lot of people do. Like you're talking about like thousands of dollars, thousands. Mm-hmm. And, and, and considering the, the, the number of jobs out here that actually pay money, it's like, are you really getting that return, you know, for the amount of money that you're spending? Cause like there's only, uh, 29 teams right now in, in MLS and, and, uh, and then 
about almost 30 in, in, uh, in um, USL championship. And then you go down the lower net and it's like, there's the money even there for, to, to get a proper return on, uh, for what you're paying for those certifications. And, and that's just something that, uh, in the end, um, like, we already know that MLS, I'm uh, sorry, not MLS, uh, U.S. soccer is, is, is about getting paid whenever possible. But yeah, I think that as long as they have that, of course, it obviously just keeps a lot of people out that, that probably want to get in, but I guess I had the money to do it. And that's something that, Definitely needs needs to change sooner rather than later, but um, but yeah, but again, uh, best of luck to to Ezra. We hope he beats you sooner rather than later uh, down here in Atlanta. And um, but yeah, we'll uh, we will get into that. And so one thing before we before we kind of shift topics, like there's only one black coach in this country that has a pro level license, and that's a uh, Tony and Cian in uh, Tulsa. Um, mm. One thing that these MLS teams should do is fund that licensing for these, like, it's not even just black coaches, but like any coach. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, all coaches that the who coach at the top level should have a pro license, or they should have access to a pro license. Um, I feel like these clubs that they work for should fund that licensing, just like any other employer will kind of help fund like continuing education yep. mm-hmm. and will like you know fund courses and stuff for you to kind of like grow your skills like these teams should be doing the same thing so there should be no reason why Ezra Hendrickson at the end of his tenure isn't a, a you know a U.S. soccer pro licensed coach right you know what I'm like right. clubs should be paying for that so I, I think that's another thing that uh that can kind of like help with that discrepancy yeah, definitely. There has to be an avenue where, like, I think, like, about like, like tuition reimbursement, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, where even if you are paying like out of pocket initially, it's like, yeah, like, you're wherever you're at. Like, they, they recognize you're you're on your grind, trying to you know elevate yourself. And it's like, yeah, we'll 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 invest that money right back into you, so that way you can get where you want to go and get where you want to be. And, and and that's and that's what the game's all, all about. I think just you know, we're all trying to pull each other up. But uh, but yeah, we will take a quick break, get a good word from our our bros here at uh, Two Cents. And uh, on on the flip side, we will talk Messi's number seven and uh, and pay tributes to some homies that uh, that we lost uh, over the past week. So we will be right back. Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of Shea Butter FC Podcast, the podcast for, by, and about Black women in soccer, featuring your hosts, Sky and Silves. This week, we will cover the two friendlies between the United States Women's National Team and the Australia Women's National Team in Australia. Next, we will give you our Shea Butter FC end of year superlatives. And we will begin our Pampio Squad segment and we will start our focus on the Houston Dash. And lastly, we will bring you our hits and riffs and rants and raves of the week. As always, please rate, like, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform 
And don't forget to follow us at SDFC underscore podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Until next week, enjoy the NWSL chaos. And we'll see you when we see you. And we're back. Did, you, did y'all do any um, Black Friday shopping? I did Black Friday selling. <laughs> yeah, we did. Speaking yeah, we of did, which, bro. the sales are still active. So hit up 210 Sports Stop Shop. Same as plug. But it's all <laughs> um, speaking of shopping, yeah, I got myself a two cents uh, sweatpants. I got myself a couple uh, Legends hoodies from uh for the culture so yeah i will be uh repping the brand it's soon come so i actually did do some shopping i got a couple um for the culture t-shirts as well yeah i'm looking yeah i'm looking forward to uh the hbcu soccer shirt that i I got in in the mail as as we speak and uh matter of fact something that i I was gonna hold on this until uh till today but you know what since we we talk about shopping and everything something that that finally came in the mail after like ages and ages of waiting. Got me a Henny Derby sticker because because I I I don't want to put Yo Gail Blast. Like I've, I've been trying to get one for like five years now, and like apparently every time we tried to send one, it kept getting lost in the mail. This one almost got lost in the mail too. Um, but uh, but yeah, I finally got finally got this one and. Putting this on 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 the on the laptop before I get on the road tomorrow, and shit. While while, while we're shit, while, since we're already talking about, I'll go ahead and uh, and, and plug the shop real quick. Because again, like shout out to everybody that that's been uh, buying uh, merch from us. You know, whether it's from Two Cents, whether it's from uh, FTC. Uh, of course, the uh, Black Friday uh, sales already done. Cyber Monday's already done, but we're still keeping it going for the rest of this week at FTCUTD.com with the promo code 15Culture. Get 15% off. We got new merch. Like I said, you know, we got the the new essential t-shirts on sale. We got the, this is something that honestly has been been close to my heart for quite a while that I've been been waiting to drop is the FTC Cup uh, 96 uh, t-shirts based off the original MLS Cup logo, uh, logo from 1996. And, uh, so, cause it's being the 25th uh, anniversary of, uh, of that MLS Cup. And, uh, and then also the, the new Legends Formiga Eterna, uh, hoodie. For those of y'all that don't know, Formiga is a Brazilian midfielder that's literally been playing almost as long as Mark has been alive. <laughs> And she just re- she just recently uh, played her last game for Brazil. Um, played 234 caps for Brazil. Played in every Women's Olympics. Uh, played by all but the first uh, Women's World Cup. You know she is a a real, and authentic, and literal OG in this game. Uh, the uh, Brazilian national team they gave her a really dope send off la- last week and. You know, like, of course, from from the feedback that we've been getting on the socials, apparently there's hardly any 
Formiga merchandise out there whatsoever. So, you know, whatever we could do to, you know, do our little part to, to give her her flowers. We want to make sure that you do that. Like I said, uh, throughout this week, we have uh, this hoodie will be out for this week only for, for, for pre-order. So make sure you get this before Sunday. Um, we still have something uh, after that, but like this special design just this week. That's it. Cause yeah, y- y'all, y'all ain't about to wear me out before Christmas. Like, nah, but, uh, um, yes, make sure to, so make sure you jump on this. And like I said, you can also use that promo code 15culture to get this, get that, get the t-shirts, get the name sets, all that stuff, support the brands. Make sure you hop, hop with, uh, with two sets as well. Cause they got their fall winter, winter line out right now. Get, get your layers up and everything. So, you know, make sure you hop on, on that at, at two cents.shop. This is FC.shop and, uh, yeah, just hey, support the fam. Like, so we try, we're trying to grow this thing. So yeah, we gotta, gotta, gotta make sure you, you all, we all look luxurious into these winter months because it's cozy season, y'all. It's cozy season. Cozy season for sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, 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 and just, uh, what, and, well, one, uh, quick shout out real quick. I want to give a shout out, you know, of course, my fam real quick is like, I'm, I'm, I'm not just wearing a United shirt just because it's the home team. It's, this one's intentional because I'm wearing red for my great aunt Johnny Bell, who passed away. We we got this thing that we do every year where it's like on, on her birthday we all wear red in the, in the family. So of course, her birthday was actually uh, yesterday Tuesday, but I, like I want to do it on the podcast. So just want to give a shout out to um to like I said, Johnny Bell was she was a real a real classy lady and just uh, I I miss her like crazy. Uh, give a shout out to uh, the family and everything, but um. One thing that, uh, actually, wait, wait, wait. You're right, real quick. Um, because speaking of reds, you know, oh, God, here we go. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about, about this, about this, uh, Ralph Rangnick, even though I want to keep saying Ragnarok every time I, I see the name. <laughs> but, um, we have, we have a interim head coach that we, that will, will have, for the rest of the season, and also, and apparently, we'll also be uh, also keep him on as a consultant for two years after that. Um, for those of y'all who aren't familiar with um, with Ralph Ragnar, he is a German head coach, uh, basically like all the top German coaches that you know right now: Klopp, Tuchel, uh, Nagelsmann. Like, yeah, he, if he, if he ain't Brickman directly. They all, they all, the influences from from this guy. So, I oh, think man. that, especially with how the game has kind of been trending um, in that German direction, I think that for us to kind of go through the source and hopefully get things back in order, I love it. Yeah, I mean, so you know, he's made a couple questionable comments uh, in the past, but uh, aside from that, you know, he definitely seems. Smart. I mean, like his, he's immediate upgrade on Ollie. Like that's the biggest thing. The, mm-hmm. the, the only thing went on way longer than it should have and it finally ended. Um, I'm mad we didn't get a crack at Ollie, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, he, it, he seems smart. You know what I mean? And like you said, uh, so for example, Chelsea last year before they hired Tuchel actually talked to Rangnick and Rangnick mm-hmm. that. So, you know, if Chelsea had gotten them, who knows where they would be right now? You know what I mean? But, but look at it this way: if it was for Ragnit, 
Tuga would be working at a bar right now. <laughs> like, no, like, that, like, that, that, like that's an actual true story. Like, uh, mm-hmm. he he basically got Tuchel. He he had retired as a player and was at his bar, and Ragnit really got him back uh, into the game and the coaching. And hey, what you, what you see is basically a a, a, a direct result with uh, with Chelsea right now because you know y'all. I mean, personally, I am beginning to loathe Chelsea main United games because they are always so damn boring. Yeah. Oh, I've felt that way for a long time. Awesome. Because <laughs> like. It used to be like like you just thought it was like maybe there's a Mourinho thing, but like it's no matter who's the coach, whether it's Tuchel, whether it's Ole, whether it's Carrick, whether it's um, Avram Graham, like whether it's <laughs> Di Matteo, yeah, you think I, I I pulled that one out? Did you? Um, <laughs> like it's just like <sighs> yeah, like, no, it's true. I mean, I felt that way for a while. I think it's uh, the sort of the big club effect. And I think specifically how these teams, how Manu and Chelsea tend to play, even at their best. And then like how they tend to play other big teams, especially at their best. Like, it, I think there's a lot that goes, yeah, to where it ends up being cagey. Occasionally you get a lopsided result, but it ends up being like that type that, of thing. That 4-0 one we got at the beginning of last season just feels like that was like ages ago. And... Yeah. Just given how things have gone in for both clubs. And yeah, I'm just like, yeah, like I, I could have got those, I could have done something else for those two hours. I really could have. Yeah. yeah. I saw someone say that, uh, man, you played like a small team versus Chelsea. You agree? <sighs> there are, I think for a lot of those like top six, six games, what you end up having is like, Nobody wants to give up ground and you, and you end up with just a bunch of nothing. Um, I think that, you know, just like the first big thing was, um, Carrick, uh, benching Ronaldo and, oh. and, you know, I, I think that for the most part, you know, it's not like it hurt. All <laughs> is hurt. Um, and, and then also we, we got, we got something out of Sancho. Uh, like I said, he seems to be finally starting to pick, pick things up. So, you know, Hopefully, with um, like, do we do we catch y'all tomorrow, L, or is it this this weekend? It's tomorrow. Uh, I think it's tomorrow. Ah, damn. Uh, I, I don't Hopefully know if they got that that Ali residual on them. <laughs> They're not fully ingrained in the new system yet. <laughs> oh man. I mean, could I? Could they haven't said yet whether or not he'll uh, he'll have his uh, work visa in time uh, yet for, to uh, the coach tomorrow? I don't know if he's already been doing training uh, yet or not, but yeah, um, like I said, you know, if, of course, y'all, y'all are looking like, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, they were that hot and I are like, y'all might, y'all might have a little something. Yeah, I mean, we're a work in progress. We're getting it together. See, L, L just keep it cool at all times, like, uh, it, I got it, to, yeah. like, I can't, like, get too high or too low, so, like, it's not good for my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even kill when it comes to Arsenal. You know, I understand where Ella's coming from, and I was ne- I've was i never been high on Arteta, but I think you look at the, the the business that they did in the summer, there's a theme to it, right? Younger players, uh, and aside from Odegaard, they're mainly focused on defense. Even, mm-hmm. okay, the Ramsdale move, like, I didn't understand it. A lot of people criticized it. He's coming and done well. He's had, like, the same with the season up. so far. Sure. Yeah, you know, so it's like, 
you know, as Chelsea has seen with Mendy, that goalkeeper makes a difference. So, I mean, Arsenal look tough to beat right now, and that's a place to start considering, like, you know, they've just been kind of drifting the last few years. Like, you need something to build on, you know? I mean, like, you know, L's just, you know, proving himself to be a problem because, you know, we talked about this back back a few months ago when the Spurs was up top. You see where things are now. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't hard to predict, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, of course, the big, the big news uh, this week uh, was for a record seventh time, uh, Leo Messi has won the Ballon d'Or. Um, and I just don't see how this, how this, like, this has to be a absolute popularity contest. But I'm like, I don't know if it's, it's just the, the fact that they don't see anybody else as, as quite as marketable as Messi. Because I'm like, you ha- there are other guys who had a, an outstanding season. You had Conte, you had Jorginho, like you had Le- Lewandowski. It's like, that's three right there before you even, even get the Messi, who's all things considered, like, has had a Especially since um, moving to PSG, it's been pretty pedestrian. So, like, you've basically gone like I think he's had like maybe two goals uh, so far. It's like I, I look at this from like a LeBron standpoint because like people will uh, will say he's the best player in the NBA at least up until this year, but um, and but like he hasn't won an MVP since like 2013. But they'll keep saying like, yeah. Best player this year, best player 2016, best player 2017, best player 2019. And it's, it's like, and the, the, the problem there was that you kept comparing it to his old standards. And it's like, yeah, it's not quite what he was like in 2012, but it's like, it's still better than what everybody else is doing. And it's like, um, but they wouldn't give him the, the trophy. And it's like, here, there's a, there's a, Definite drop off with Messi from like five, six years ago. And yet he's still winning Ballon d'Or. And, and, and the, 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 the sad part about it was that you had a guy like Lewandowski who was putting up Messi like numbers. Like he had over 50 goals, uh, on this year, won his league for, um, for Bayern up in the Buddhist league. And it's like, that's apparently not enough. Cause like I, I, I made the, comparison on Twitter on on Monday. Uh ten years ago, Messi had ninety one goals, won La Liga, won Champions League, won Ballon d'Or. This year he only had like forty one goals. Like I said, most of that was when he was with, with uh, Barcelona. And like even like during the uh the Copa America, you know, <clears throat> the the main offensive weapon was Di Maria. You know, but of course, all the credit went to Messi because, like, it's finally because he, he finally got an international trophy for Argentina. Right, and it's like if you're comparing it against his own standards, like how how can you give it to him? And it, it just doesn't make sense because it's not even because it's not even a Messi Ronaldo thing this year. It's just like the field is looking better than what than what Messi's getting. Man, shit is rigged. It's like being an Alabama quarterback. You automatically. Uh... <laughs> Heisman running, you know what I'm saying? Like same thing with Messi. Like, and you talk Mm -hmm. about marketability. You know, 
Luka Modric won, won a Ballon d'Or. So it can't be about marketability. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Lewandowski is arguably more marketable now, currently, than mm-hmm. Messi is. He does TikToks and all kind of shit. Like, he's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, right. he's actually pretty solid on, on the socials. He yeah, got, if you yeah, haven't done so already, he yeah. definitely he was robbed last year because of COVID. Like he definitely mm-hmm. should have won this year for sure. And I mean, this little that striker award just to give him because they yo, give him the door. Yo, so that's that's even more of a slap in the face. Like you make a Google award to give me because you who had it arguably a down couple years. Right, because like it's crazy. It, it, of course, I've I've mentioned my uh my gripes with the the beautification of Leo Messi at times on 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 this podcast because like he gets more credit than the guys who actually do the work because like because like there's 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 been too many instances where the players around him succeed and he just happens to credit the credit from it because like you had because like you went through the whole era of Xavi and Iniesta where not only were they winning with Barcelona, they're also winning with Spain without Messi. But yet say nope, it's gotta be mess gotta be messy. Then you have years where um other guys from other other clubs go go and win Europe or go deep in an international tournament like uh, like Wesley Schneider back in 2010, like he won Champions League with Inter that year, Inter Milan, and then went to the World Cup final. Mm-hmm. But yet, but yet, he, he he doesn't win it. Or like I said, you you could uh, look at uh, Virgil Van Dyke a couple of years ago with, with Liverpool. Like there there hasn't been a defender that's won in 15 years, and I'm like he probably gave you a the best overall argument. For a defender to win one, but yet, nope, give it a messy. Yep. Cause like the funny thing there was that the cameras caught this, uh, this shot of, uh, Mbappe, uh, I guess after the announcement, he's like, this bitch. <laughs> like, cause I'm like, at, at, at this rate, you could, like, once Mbappe has officially taken over the world, they'll probably still be trying to get the messy just because, and he'll be like retired. Like, nah. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he's retired, we want to make sure he, he like he gets a proper send off and, and and gets and gets a a goodbye Ballon d'Or. Like it'd be it'd be some some dumb shit like that. Yeah, yes, I, I don't know. Man. I, the the Messi Ballon d'Or thing boggles me. I mean, like I just it just makes me not want to take it seriously. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I mean, like all these awards in general, because. Like, okay, Striker of the Year might be a Google award, but I'm salty that Mendy did not get Goalkeeper of the Year, man. Like, yes. Yes. He's been the best keeper overall in Europe this year. I mean, and it's like, and I do think he suffers from the perception that black keepers are not good with their feet. Like, I feel like that's the thing. I don't know if that's just me. I don't care if he's this. Like, he's, he's winning games, he's, he's no, no, making what, saves. What I'm like, what do you like? What more do you want? His distribution is good, though, is what I'm saying. It's like he is, like, really the complete thing. You know what I mean? Um, maybe kept us a little bit of better at penalties. But, like, the way Chelsea plays, right, they don't create a lot of chances. So, you know, the games, a lot of the games are close, you know, for most of the game. And, like, Mendy's making saves that Kepa wasn't. 
You know what I mean? So, like, when Chelsea would go down, like, 1-0 or, like, have a game tied or they were dominating, like, Mendy's making sure those shots don't go in. And, like, the whole defense is good, but it's really built around Mendy's abilities. And so, like, for him to not be, I don't know, that, that, one, that one bothered me for sure. Yeah, I think that, um, like, of course, I, I used to have the inside joke on Twitter, uh, like, any time that Keppa was, start, was starting last, last season, and he would give up a goal, but like many would have got that, like, cause he, cause he's been that dude. And it's like, I, I get it with Donnarumma winning the Euros for Italy, but I'm like, he's, he's hardly even playing right now for PSG. So it's like, you know, and here you have a guy that's playing weekly, going lights out. And if, if me as a United fan can, can admit that, Mendy's probably no less than the number two keeper in the world. And, and, I, and I wouldn't put Donnarumma ahead of him. Like, it, I just wouldn't. And he, like, he's just been lights out. He's been probably, aside from Conte, probably one of the biggest purchases that, uh, that Chelsea's made in the past couple of years. It's like he's had that big of an impact. And, and for them not recognize it, that's, that's, that's a little, uh, bit of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, man. I also like, I don't know about these PSG players getting recognized for European. For not even doing nothing. For not even doing like, y'all aren't playing anybody. You know what I mean? Like, not on a weekly basis. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, that's, right, right. That's part of the challenge. It's like the weekly, you know, in and out. But that's the thing. Like, even, even when they do play, I said, Messi's hardly, hardly doing it. Like, of course, granted, this past week he had. He had three assists and everything, but I'm like that. We're not looking for him to be that assist guy like that, even though he does that well. I'm like, you're you're there also to score goals, and he's not, and he hasn't been doing that really at all uh, since he's um, made the move. And yet, you're just going to bypass all that and say, you know what? What he did this summer was enough, even though he didn't really do that much like that. He, just his presence was enough him to, to to get this award like yeah you gotta miss him with all that because like this, this year wasn't it just like 2019 wasn't it just like 2010 wasn't it like if if they really kept it a buck like that Messi wouldn't have seven like I said obviously like at best five more than likely four mm-hmm. I mean there's obvious bias aren't these awards like Put on by the French Federation or something like that. So. Yes, uh, France Magazine. Oh, uh, yeah. France Football. But there you go. Yeah, it's, but um, I'm like, it's not even French. I'm like, 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 what, like, what does this book? What, what does this all mean when it's like, like, there are better players who have put in more work. You know, Salah, like, that, that it's, it's, it's all been there. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like the Forbes thirty under thirty. Like, like, you have to be. Th- those are all PR campaigns. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, people mm. aren't like necessarily nominated to a degree for that stuff. It's all PR. So if you got the right PR, you can get the right award. You know, it's not it's not necessarily merit based all the time, especially when it comes to this type of stuff. It's just like buy a magazine. You know, right. it's all it's it's a PR. Moment. I mean, at, at the very least, at least they got it away from FIFA because FIFA was really just blatant with it. But but yeah, like at this at this point. Yeah, I just don't see argument for um for that 
to where he he would win it. It's, it's, it's just madness. But um, but yeah. I, I, um, before we get up and um to up today, I just wanted to. I saw this crazy scoreline um yesterday that I really could not believe when I saw it. Uh, the England women beating Latvia twenty to nil. Mm-hmm. For the for 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 y'all math majors out there, that's like a goal every four and a half minutes. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know the prof- if the Latvia women are full time professional players. No, I won't judge it for for whatever for whatever they do. I can tell you this: soccer might not be for you. Because <laughs> yeah, you're giving up that many goals. I'm I'm just gonna just assume that they just pulled you off the street and said, "Hey, we just need you real quick." The all of our all of our women are in quarantine, so we just need somebody. Like, are, are you down? And that's what happened. Because yeah, twenty nil. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. But um, just to kind of bring things down, just a, a, a small bit before we go up to, to the down course, we lost two. Uh, uh, we had two major losses out this this past week. Um, first one being right 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 after we uh, recorded last week, uh, was a young Dolph, uh, rapper out of uh, Memphis, uh, got shot. I think in a, a candy store, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a cookie shop. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm usually, a, a, uh, I'm, I'm more of an old school Memphis, uh, rap, you know, three, six and all that. So like, I, I really wasn't up on young, young Dolph like that, but, you know, I, I, I felt this more just, just as a, a grown man. Cause I'm like, it's not like, of course, you, you think young Dolph, you're thinking like somebody that might be like 21, 22. I'm like, this dude's 36, married, got kids. Like he's a grown man. And I'm like, you know, you don't know like how the streets might catch up with you and everything, but it's like it's just really unfortunate for a guy like him that seemed to be, from what I saw, you know, trying to do his best to get his music up, do right for his family, and and the streets came came and got him. Like that's just is absolutely wild. I don't know if like if, if y'all were y'all did y'all listen more uh, young off like that. I mean, not really, but, you know, just the fact that, like, he's the year younger than me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, going out like that. Feel me? So condolences to his family. Um, one thing that I was happy to hear, though, um, is that unlike, you know, most rappers out there, like, he, in some way, shape, or form, set his family up for, you know, generational wealth. Like, he would buy his kids a foreclosure every year for their birthday. You know what I'm saying? Like he owned over a hundred properties, you know, he was an entrepreneur as well. So like he had other residual income streams coming in. So hopefully his family can still eat off of that stuff. Even while, even when he's gone, um, they're not Mm -hmm. relying on his music, um, to, you know, to survive. So that's one, I guess, silver lining to the, to the, uh, to this tragic event, but, Still, like he, like he's, he's doing, he's doing grown man shit. Like he's, he's trying to just put down for his family and, and but these kids yeah. don't got a daddy no more. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. But, that's um, the roughest part. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. And, um, and then of course the, the big shocker that, uh, came over, uh, earlier this week was, uh, uh, Virgil Abloh, uh, fashion designer, of course, famous for the, uh, off white brand. He's a head designer at Louis Vuitton, you know, like, of course, we we we've kind of seen his growth 
you know, almost from day one, like, you know, just with how he made Off-White into a a major movement we're associating with, uh, with Kanye and then taking that to a whole new level with, um, with Louis Vuitton, t- the almost caused a resurgence populated with the, with the Jordan ones. And especially after it, it just happened to coincide with Chadwick Boseman's birthday uh, over the weekend, you know, like, I know that we have this thing about, you know, trying to like fight these battles privately these cancer battles, but I'm just like, yo, you have these public figures. I'm not going to say that they, that they owe us like that, but at the same time, if we know that you're hurting, I think that there's, there's something that's unsaid about just that amount of public support that's, that's, that's out there waiting for someone that's going through something like this. Mm-hmm. And I had a, I had a conversation on, on the socials, um, uh, that, that same day, um, I think one of the fears was like, you know, just, I guess, cancer becoming his identity once, if, if it had got, gotten out publicly. But I'm like, it doesn't have to be his identity, identity because kind of like how, like what happened with, um, with Chadwick Bros, even though he was fighting that battle privately, he was still working. And I think that, you know, and like, I, I think back like with Stuart Scott, cause like he went through t- two cancer battles, but he was still working. He was still going. As long mm-hmm. as he could, and it doesn't have to necessarily be your identity as far as who you uh, who you are and the and the work that you do, but like you have a a base out here that that that, that a role for you. Like I, I I've seen the the comments on the socials and just how much of a impact this man had. Like you know, he's only a couple of years older. It's like he's only forty one. I'm like, dude, like right. like this. Just it, it hits in a way, especially as you know, as you know, we get up up there close to that age, and you're just like, man, like that. Forty one is not not old. It's not. <laughs> it's just yeah. Not. Yeah, I mean that's a tricky one because you know I'm a private person as well, so like I probably wouldn't be broadcasting that. Um, as long as the people who are close to him knew, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Like it's not you know, they don't owe that to the public, right? Right. To, like disclose that kind of stuff um as long as you know his close family and friends knew about it and you know it wasn't a it didn't come i don't know i don't know the right way to say it didn't come as a shock to them um then i feel like i'm okay with it you know but definitely you know r.i.p virgil i got it i never owned any of his clothes but definitely picked up his uh coffee table book when he had the exhibit at the high um oh nice yeah like I, I admire his hustle in the way he kind of finessed the fashion game. Um, and, you know, as an architect, classically trained architect coming in and, you know, applying those uh, those characteristics to the fashion game and being able to make it to the top, um, definitely an admirable feat. You got anything else, Mark? Uh, no, I mean, not really anything to add to what you guys have said. I mean, you know, it's just... It's just one of those things that just shocks you, you know what I mean? It's just so out of the blue. And, I, you know, I hate even, I don't like saying this necessarily, but it's like, you know, he looks so young. It's like you don't expect somebody to, you just don't expect him to go. But that's just, uh, that's how death works, unfortunately. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just your time is your time. But it's just, it's, it's so cool that he made such a big impact, like, 
in 40 years. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to make like half that impact by the time I'm 40, you know? So, um, he lives life to the fullest. Well, don't, don't worry. She got some time. We're going to help you get there, man. So, so, so you just stay tuned on that. But, um, but yeah, man, just, you know, we, you know, we want to, we want to give our thoughts and love it, uh, to both young Dolph and Virgil. And, um, I know, um, Louis Vuitton had a, a tribute show in Miami, uh, yesterday, uh, you know, paying tribute to the leg- legacy of Virgil Abloh and just, you know, it's, just going way too soon, way, way too soon. I wanted to make sure that I got it in before we go up and, um, and two up and two down. Now I'm trying to, you know, so we're getting into the holiday seasons. I want to hopefully get the, the vibes for two up and two down to be positive, full of light, you know, full of love and all, and all that good stuff. Um, so me and Mark, let's, let's, let's lay it in there, right? Two up, two down. All right. So, uh, I actually got two this time. Okay. <laughs> so for, uh, yeah. So my first up is going to be NWSL off season craziness. Uh, my one that stood out to me, Sarah Gordon going to LA. Ooh. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that's a big shock. I don't know. She's from Chicago. So I'm like, damn, I'll just, I'll just you know, we talked about this in in um in recent weeks, like how the the teams are are good for just trading someone, you know, all willy nilly, like all mm-hmm. in this in and um in in a retaliatory way. Yes, right. And anyone that has been following with Sarah on social knows that she's she's pretty vocal on, on social issues, but she never she had never really voiced out the issues that was going on with the Red Stars that came out last week. Now right. I'm just wondering. If this is any type of uh, response to that, because yeah, like you got a hometown, a hometown woman putting on for her team and probably one of the best players in the league. And yeah, all of a sudden she's going to LA. And of course, I don't know if y'all saw the USL championship final over the weekend. She worked, she worked on the sideline. I'm like, when she goes to LA, she ain't coming back. Cause trust me, that, that, that face is, is made for me. Made for. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like I hope. I agree, like, and I really hope that, uh, it wasn't, you know, that she had a choice in it, that she wants to be in LA, but I don't know. I mean, like, LA seems good so far in terms of, like, what they're building and, like, the approach to the players themselves and so on. And Lord knows NWSL needs that change. So, um, I hope that Sarah has a better experience in LA along with Kristen and, you know, shout out to all our sisters, man. Um, for down in the league, yeah, there's that Chicago situation, you know, like Rory Dames basically resigning right after the cup was over. Like that's that's crazy, you know. And it's just it's just such a fitting cap for what uh we saw in a, in NWSL this year. You know, we got to get these problematic people out of here, man. Like, yeah, it's not uh it's just not okay. Um, for my second up, a FA Cup final. Arsenal versus Chelsea women on mm. Sunday. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's two of the best teams, the, the two best teams in England. Uh, that's definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then from a second down, I don't know if y'all noticed this, but, uh, I noticed this with Chelsea and I think 
uh, other Premier League clubs as well. They were like tweeting support for you know LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, like uh, this out campaign this week was uh, this right, past weekend. Yeah, right. But they had to shut off the comments. And if you go into the quote tweets, it's a lot of you know negative oh, reactions. So it's just if it always shocks me, like seeing homophobia on that level. You know, mm. it's just like I feel like we're at least past that bit of it. But clearly we're not. You know, it's, that, obviously that's my own bubble. But it's just like it's jarring when you see that. You know, or when you see like a big account feeling like they have to t- shut off the comments because they know what's coming. Like, yeah. change, change comes by comes with people kicking and screaming. So I'm not I'm not incredibly shocked. But you know, of course, when you see it in the real time, you know, you just it, it it can definitely kind of just blow your mind when you see how that all goes down. But yeah. yeah. Um. So you want to flip the coin? Uh, you want to go? You want me to go? I can go. All right. All right. So my first up, really only have one up this week. Um, and that's our new merch collection. So it's been months in the making. Um. Definitely try something different and new. Uh, got a whole new like production process, everything. So leveling up the quality across the board uh, when it comes to like our garment selection, the, pr- the production, how it's made, all that stuff. So um, it's been a not really a labor of love, but like it's been a fun process and looking forward to continuing to do, you know, more innovative things with our merch. Um, so that's our, our first up or it's our up. Um, and then our down is the first one is free Ari Linux. Um, she was arrested in Amsterdam. I think it was today or yesterday. Um, you know, she claims that she was racially profiled. Um, and you know, her reaction to that, I guess, caused some issue and she ended up arrested. Hopefully she's out by now. Um, but you know, free Ari Linux, Shea, the original <laughs> Shea Butter baby. Um, and then the second down is this damn code. Like, Um, I think I'm at the tail end of it, you know, when you get real coffee and all that stuff, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's it's almost done. So hopefully, you know, by next week I could be straight. But yeah, this damn cold is kicking my ass. So that's my second down. Um, um, my biggest up this week, um, actually, because hopefully y'all get this, um, It'll, it'll be on time on, on Thursday. Um, I'll be on the road to see my grandma. Uh, I haven't seen grandma in over two years. Uh, well before the, um, like the summer 2019, uh, 2019, um, before the pandemic. Um, she didn't up there at age. She's like 81. So, you know, obviously I want to make maximize the opportunities that I have with her while she's still here. Um, you know, obviously the pandemics hit us all in, in different ways. So like me and my cousins and my aunt, uh, we're going up there just to kind of just clean up, uh, her house because, you know, pan- sitting at home in the pandemic at her age probably hasn't done her house a whole lot of good at all. So like we're going to just get as much as we can in and, you know, get her in a, in a comfortable living space so she can get around. Uh, like, like she wants to and everything. So, you know, it's going to be good to see her making that long ass drive to Eastern North Carolina because there's no quick ass way to get out there. Not look forward to that part, but 
definitely looking forward to the angle. So looking forward to that um, uh, tomorrow. Um, uh, second up is uh, the Amat Aubrey verdict that came on this past weekend, uh, last week. Um, I, I guess we had Kyle Rittenhouse last week and we got in that, it's kind of a makeup with, uh, with Ahmad Aubrey. Um, uh, the three men who were accused in this murder, they got found guilty of all, but like three charges, if I'm not mistaken, but basically they're all going to be in jail for a long ass time. So, and I think the primary selling, um, uh, Trevor Gregory, if I'm not mistaken, I think this was his name. Well, yeah, he got, he's got found guilty on all charges and he's up for the death penalty. So yeah. Um, there's, at least there's some justice in the world because, yeah, that one was pretty blatant. And, like, you had no way of proving that this guy was – you thought that he was – he had done something, but you had no proof of it, so you decided to just kill him. Like, nothing about that made sense. Um, you know, and if y'all – of course, for all y'all watching, following other sports, you know, college football is a mess right now. You know, we have so many coaching changes that just came just like out of the blue. You had – uh, Lakin Riley go to USC, uh, from Oklahoma. You had Brian Kelly go from Notre Dame to LSU. Of course, my guys, we finally got rid of Mullen and we hired, um, Billy Napier out of, out of, uh, Louisiana, who's been actually been doing a lot of good work uh, down there. So, um, I am mildly encouraged as far as, um, that goes. I'm just glad that we did not hire, um, Lane Kiffin because that would have absolutely drove me up the wall. Um, and, um, but yeah, I think that, you know, as the world of college football continues to just drive us, drive us up into oblivion, um, uh, one shout out to, uh, to coach Tony for Michigan finally beating Ohio State. It took them like 30 years to finally do it, but it finally happened. I was hoping to get a monster. So I'll, I'll give him confetti and all that stuff, but <laughs> shout out to coach, to coach Tony. Shout, shout out to Michigan. I even uh, changed the icon on, on the Twitter account to Michigan Colors for the weekend. I was like, yeah, you deserve that. But, but yeah, I think that, um, uh, it's, it's absolutely wild is how the, 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 the justification that kind of comes in just making these leaps. I just know that. I'm just glad that players can move freely like, like, like they want to. Cause I'm like, if coaches can do this, players should be able to as well. And, Absolutely. and, um, but yeah, like that, it's, it's definitely been a crazy past uh, few days in, in that regard. Like, I don't know if y'all even saw like the, the deal that Lincoln Raleigh got at, U- at USC. Like they, they bought his houses in, in Oklahoma for like 500,000 over the market rate. They they gave him access to the, to the private jet twenty four seven, got a crib out in L A. I'm like they about to set this dude up for life, and I'm like secure your bag. I I I, I can't knock that, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. But of course, at the same time, it's like yeah, you're you're leaving, because uh, like especially like in Brian Kelly's case, there's actually a video out there right now of just from just last week where he's like, yeah, places where you think they're gonna go. End up going elsewhere, like he's like he was just giving you all the clues right there. That because he because he tried to make y'all think that he wasn't going to leave. He's like, nah, I'm out. Like y'all just don't know it yet. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh fun times in in, in college football. But yeah, I, I, I uh, 
I really don't have any downs, especially since the Suns are just out of control right now. You know, 17 straight. You know, I'm 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 I'm, do, I'm doing pretty good, man. So like, hopefully you guys are as well. You know, of course, uh, we'll be back since '92, bro. I've, I've been in this. I've man. never I've never heard you mention the Suns before. So you did you haven't been listening to all, all the all the episodes then? Because yeah, I got there. Oh, you see what I'm doing out here? Because mind you, I said. Because this, it just so happens that my cousin is the head coach of the Suns right now. So I'm like, yo, I, I can't miss right now with the Suns. Like, so you talk about 17 straight, handling the dubs. I'm like, yo, like, like right now we're good, good right now. Like, now I, I know y'all had y'all y'all had y'all's thing for for y'all starting hot, but you got to go ahead and take care of that uh, last night. You got to handle that. But uh, but yeah, we'll see how the, how this season goes. We'll see how this weekend goes with the conference finals. We'll be back uh, next week. Preview an MLS Cup final. Um, like so, hopefully um, it won't be in, in Yankee Stadium, but we'll see how that goes. But in the meantime, you can catch some social FTC, UTD, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, FTC UTD Pod on TikTok, and you know, make sure you follow Two Cents FC at Two Cents FC, and like I said, make sure you follow Bam Shea Butter, Unfiltered Rakaya. Can I kick it? Like so the whole fam, we end this. Hey, that that Kaya Shea Butter Diaspora show that better happen sooner rather than later. But yeah, man, um, enjoy yourself this weekend, y'all. Like I said, hopefully, you know, so we're gonna have a good time this this weekend and um, enjoy these games. But for for Mark, for L, for Yogi, for Kaya, for Sky, for Sills, for Coach, Mayor, TK. Chris, for Ty, I think I got everybody this time. We all, we all in this. Culture's real. Culture's everywhere. We will see y'all soon. And forget Malik and uh, CJ, loose, loose change and, crew, and and a Moby. We got you too. Moby, <laughs> Moby. <laughs> we will, we will see y'all soon. We out. FTC. U T D